Welcome back, community group leaders, to this episode of the Deeper Podcast, where we get to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God, His Word, and people. I am hosting today, I'm Jeremy Wynn, because Cody Leakin is sick, and his daughter Charlie is sick as well. So he texted me and asked me if I could fill in, and I said, absolutely. And we're joined by Joe Hishma. Welcome, Hey, everyone. Great to be with you. Happy new um, community group year. Yeah, we had our community group leader training. First, no, it went well. Great. And uh, things are off and getting launched and started. And Cody gives me really good reports and yeah, really conversations thankful. we've had with different leaders. It, it sounds just really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so as we enter into this new year, you know, I don't know if you do this. Well, I'll uh, just ask you about mm-hmm. doing like a one word or a theme. You know, I know yeah. you're very intentional in the way sure. you lead your family. So. What is your one word for this year for you, your family? So, okay, I'm going to go three words because, that, you know, when I did that series on um, uh, the Advent series and I came across Joseph, my name's Joseph, and yeah. I'm preaching this weekend on Joseph. And um, the three the three words that I see in the Joseph of the father of Jesus as well as Joseph in the, in the New Testament or the Old Testament in the book of Genesis is the his uh, humble gracious and faithful attitude. And so those three values of really what I'm orienting my life around, is this the humble thing to do? Is this the gracious way to act? Is this the faithful way to live? And so those three words have have really helped me in that. That's great. I yeah. love that. I didn't. I I knew you use those words in the past. And yeah. Then I actually, when we did the run through today, I didn't connect. You end up using those three words again. Voila. 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 Yes. That's so, really cool. What about you? Uh, so my wife and I, we both were kind of doing individual words, and then we decided mm-hmm. to do a combined word. Okay. So our word for our family it? is expectant. Expectant. So tell me what's happening in your life that would make you um, choose that word. Uh, I think the big thing is uh, just continue to grow our family. And mm-hmm. so uh, I think it can be easy to have negative words. You know, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it later. <laughs> yes. Yeah, about just living a life of either surplus or deficit. And so we just kind of had different words for kind of where we're at. And I, I just wanted to see if we could have a word that was combined that was positive. Yes. And so expectant is we expect that God's going to do great things in our family and use us and all those types of things, but it's not like dependent on a certain outcome. We're yes. just expecting that as we're faithful, God's going to continue to be faithful as well. That's and, right. And so, anyway, that's kind of our word for the yeah, year. Yeah, really good. Uh, you're also very intentional in the way you lead our, our staff and our church mm-hmm. family as well. So as you um, just have taken a look at where our, our staff, our churches and stuff... What would you say maybe are some big picture themes or maybe sure. words that you think of as we are going into 2022? Yeah, I think that word formation is really big for me. Mm-hmm. I look at um, discipleship as the process of being formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. Yeah. And as I pray for our staff, as I pray for our church family, I really want us to be modeling people who are being formed. And so um, what are the practices we're involved in? What are the relationships? What are the conversations we're having of where we're sharing where Christ is forming us or something in us that's unformed that we really want to trust God to form in us? That's great. Well, I'm excited to see how that continues to play out with our church family and staff and us individually as well. Thanks. All right. Well, we're going to turn the corner. We're going to look at where we're going 
this week with the daily devotion, the preaching on the weekend, then we're going to go with community groups. So can you just catch us up to speed a little bit of where we are in the series, but leading up to today? Yeah, there's four major uh, phrases that that help us describe the whole book of, of Genesis and what we're to do with that. Mm-hmm. And it's we're part of a family, right? And so this series has been called Family of Origin. We're looking at from creation all the way through the life of Joseph, um, what this is all about to be in the family. And so we talked about our family as a father, and that father is um, holy and beautiful and good. And he's created us in his image through love, and he's, he's, his love endures forever. And then uh, secondly, our family has a promise. And if you look from Genesis 12 all the way to Genesis 50, it's one promise, uh, one family, excuse me, one promise, four families, Mm -hmm. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. And so that promise of who God is and what he's doing in his life and what he will do in us is true to us today through Christ. And then this last one is our family gives a blessing. And we're really looking at how does God's blessing work? If you look in the vernacular in Christendom here in the United States, that word blessing is so big. So I'm blessed, people say, or be a blessing, or we're blessed to be a blessing. I mean, and blessing has different definitions and different uh, images in our mind. So what is that blessing? That's what I really Even in our at. family, so our, yeah. our son's middle name is Bennett. Yes. Um, his birth mom, we asked her, hey, if you were going to name your son, what would it be? She said Bennett. And so okay. we looked it up. It means blessing. Yes. And so we have a little song. We're like, Judah, what does Bennett mean? And he says, blessing. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, really cool. it's a yeah, special. Well, I mean, I'm going to ask you to pivot that from <laughs> a name to a theme in your family of what does it look like to live in the blessing of God in our lives? And what a great middle name for a kid. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's where we're at. Great. And so uh, you actually hit on my next question, which is great. So normally we would either read the passage mm-hmm. or kind of even summarize it, but in the run-through, it was about 20 minutes of summarizing the story, and I'm it was a great. storyteller this it was, week. It is a great yes. story, and so I would encourage groups, not only you know do your daily devotion reading, but also listen to Joe's message, because he does a great job summarizing the story of Joseph, sharing the story of Joseph, and then giving some key themes. So we're not going to summarize the story, um, and you actually, you just shared the big takeaway that you want people to take from the life of Joseph. So before we ask some application questions, is there anything else that you think would be good for for groups as they're thinking through Genesis 37 through 50? There's a lot of material there, but sure. anything so maybe Genesis you don't 38. Cover? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Genesis 38. You're going to get a question on that in your in your group. Even though it wasn't in our devotional book, if someone's read Genesis uh, 37 through 50, they wonder where does Judah and Tamer Tamar mix in that. And I would just say um, they still, Judah is that family, that tribe in which Jesus was born from. And so you're seeing just the even the messed up background of that tribe in which the perfect Lamb of God came from. Yep. And but it's a difficult chapter. It's a colorful chapter to really not understand much and we're in that no, there's not. And it's almost as if there's a squirrel that uh, the scripture chases from from sharing us who is Joseph inside the family of Jacob, what happens to Joseph, and then Judah and Tamar, and then yeah. Joseph right back into Potiphar's family. Yeah, I know. So that's kind of one of those things when someone says, why is that? Just go, I don't know, because no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows fully, yeah. even though we can look at it and go, okay, this may be that, this may be that. 
but it's we don't fully know and can explain the placement of chapter 38 within the whole narrative of Joseph. God continuing to work through broken people, yes. reconciling us to himself. I mean, it fits with the larger theme, but by itself, it yeah, yes. it doesn't quite make sense. That's good. Um, anything else? Yeah. So, I mean, if you trace this picture of blessing, you're going to see Jacob fighting and fighting the messenger of God um, f- to get this blessing. And you can just see how much tension this blessing put in his life. Mm-hmm. And then, then you see Judah and Tamar, and Tamar longing for that blessing to be in her, and trying her trying to get it her own way. Mm-hmm. And and so you get this picture of what is this blessing? Why are they Why are they willing to do all these things for the blessing when, really, to live in that blessing is not one of striving; it's one of rest, yeah. because it's what God will do. And I think that's a key thing for the blessing of God. Good. Okay, now we got some application questions. We got sure. two. So <clears throat> the first one is going to be just a little little broader because there's a lot there. And then the second one's going to be more specific to where sure. you're trying to hit home with within the sermon. So what aspect of the passage challenged you the most, and how are you walking differently with Jesus because of it? And I'll just say for group leaders, we're, we're asking this because there is so much within the story that um, we want to give people an option to kind of say, man, this part really hit me, or you know, this part really hit me. And it, it might be different than where you're at or even what Joe highlights. So we just want to give some space for that. And then question two, we're going to kind of hammer in on one thing that I think we really as a church want to zone in on. So Joe, what what stood out to you? Out of everything, my greatest discovery in this, and this is one of my most read passages in Scripture, I love the life of Joseph, not just because it's uh, from a selfish angle, that's my name. I just love uh, what it looks like uh, to be uh, a man who reflected the faith of his great-grandfather, Abraham, and walked by faith. This is a story that nothing negative is written about the, the key yeah. person. And Joseph was faithful. He was faithful in it. I think the other, the second thing I learned in it is in, in key discoveries. What is the blessing of God? Mm. So many of us want to claim what the blessing of God is, and if you're not careful, you'll buy the soundbite of its health, wealth, and prosperity. It's always numbers. It's always income. It's always um, personal things that benefit you, and not necessarily outside of that picture. And I would say the blessing is the promise of God that he always loves you, he's always with you, he's your security and your protection and your certainty in life. And then finally, his provision. His, he's going to provide a way that brings him glory and and deepens your faith in the process. And so Joseph is going to take us on that roller coaster ride. He's, there's, there's times when he's up and there's times when he's down. There's times when he rises and there's times when he falls. Yeah. And, and not in one of those areas did he curse the name of God and was a curse to others around him, but was a blessing in every place God had him. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's less one story. It's more the totality of the stories that it's so easy that we can quickly forget God and his blessing and his provision and forget that and turn away and sin, whether it's, you know, um, 
Jacob deceiving his yes. father, or whether it's uh, you know Abraham saying, "No, this is my sister," or mm-hmm. the Joseph's brothers deciding to sell Joseph into slavery. I mean, time and time again. And so, just quick, how quickly I can forget, but then also how quick God is to reconcile and show us grace. And mm-hmm. so, it's just a reminder in my life of how am I going to daily stay focused on Him. And then also just to live a life of, of grace, even towards others, like God does for me. Yeah. Oh, wait. So the question number two, um, how are you living in either deficit or surplus when it comes to the blessing of God? Can I just yeah. set up the question yeah, a little me, bit? Let me then... uh, explain what I mean by that. I think there's two ways to live with the blessing of God. One is out of deficit and one is out of surplus. When you live out of deficit, you're really thinking about in your relationship with God what you don't have that you want that God hasn't provided to you yet. Mm-hmm. There is always something. Mm-hmm. There is always something in our lives that we go, I don't have that. God, give me this. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are the short prayers we we have. And I just want you to think about that in your own life. What is it that you don't have that you want from God that's more for the life you want to live on the terms you want to live it in the timing that you want? Mm-hmm. And it could be something like a child. It could be something like an income raise. It could be something like a house or a car. Mm-hmm. It could be something as respect or as power or authority mm-hmm. or position. Um, you, it could be any of those things. It could be um, to, to not live with mental illness. I mean, you can, you can deal with a whole bunch of stuff that you feel limited in, and yet when you're told that you have the blessing of Christ in you and you have the excellencies of the blessings of Christ and it's the heavenly, in the heavenly places, that means that you're covered with Christ and you have position, you have power, you have authority. All that is Christ's is, is through his powerful name is yours. And, and he represents that in front of the Father, who is the king of the universe. He represents that in the world, in, even though we're cast down and we're stricken and we're suffering, as Paul says. So what it means to me in, is that living in that deficit is I'm discontent, I'm frustrated, I'm, um, I'm upset, I'm angry with God because he hasn't done what I think I need. When I live in surplus... I'm really living in a, a greater understanding of the things I already have in Christ. And instead of discontentment, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Instead of being angry with God, I'm taking the next step by faith. Doesn't mean I know what the end, end is going to turn into, but I know today I'm going to take that next step and trust him today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do the next thing that he's put on my place, to, and I'm going to give him glory in the day. I remember there was a time in my life just in deficit where I wasn't married and I really wanted to be married. I was in my upper 20s and I was finishing up seminary and I didn't have a wife and I was worried, do they hire single pastors? And I mean, yes, Apostle Paul, (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) these were single and powerful leaders. And yet in the American church, there was a stigma if you were single and wanted to be a pastor. And so I was just praying, God, I don't have this. Why don't I have this? And I remember I was offered a position at a church, and it was a smaller church, 
um, than fellowship. It was around 400 people. They had about 40 students in their um, middle school and high school ministry, and they wanted me to be their part-time pastor. And I looked around, and there were no singles. I think there were two. One of them was a guy, and one of them was uh, a woman in her 60s. <laughs> and I was 20-something. And so I thought, man, what am I going to do? And I just remember hearing a passage on how valuable we are to Christ in Matthew. It says, if God knows the sparrow, the, fi- the lily of the field and the sparrow, uh, how much more are you of value than they? And I started realizing, I made a prayer at that time, and it was a surplus prayer. I said, God, would you please give me the joy and the belonging and the community and the love in serving you and serving your people in this church that I, I think I would have if I were married? And I'm going to trust you to provide that whenever you did. But it was a great thing for me to surrender what I wanted mm-hmm. and the frustration striving to make that happen. I mean, who knows who I would be if we had internet dating at that time. <laughs> However, we didn't. <laughs> Thank God. I could trust the Lord in simplicity. And yeah. I just remember, I just remember there was a, I just felt rest. And I could pour into the lives of high school students and God provided a family to me in that church. And it wasn't long after that God provided Cheryl to me. And I, I realized that was all in his timing. And every day I think about his glory that in that time of scarcity or, or deficit, I chose to, by faith, live in the surplus and the blessing of God. And, and that was a huge, a huge blessing for me. And you're, yeah, you're seeing so many rewards and blessings from that with everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I think another one I talk about a lot is a longing for, you know, continue to grow our family. Um, a different, just more practical one, like that's very specific right now is my truck, the engine blew up. No. And- <laughs> yeah. So I got this gift, you know, from graduation and I've loved this thing and um, it just, the, the engine sounded terrible, took it in, and sure enough, I had to replace the engine. And okay. so uh, that's not been so great. So, Jeremy, how do you live in the blessing? <laughs> I think I'm talking more of a deficit engine. right now. Okay. Uh, so, and it's been in the shop for over two weeks. Oh, wow. And it keeps, hey, we uh, we found this too, and this is going to, and this, and parts take longer to get in. Everything's expensive and stuff. So, that's been just a very like short term thing that's been more mm-hmm. of a deficit. Just, uh, I don't really want to spend this money on that right now. I'd rather do, I hear do you. other things. I hear you. Um, yeah. In the midst of that, Bob Stoller, uh, who works in the global team with me, they went on vacation for a week, and so they gave us their vehicle for a week. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Body of Christ showing up. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, God has provided for Paige can work extra shifts and all these yeah. things, and it's forced us when we haven't had that second car to communicate. Mm-hmm. So there's been blessings, but there's definitely been more deficit thinking in the midst of this. Sure. And, you know, sure. that... That's the reality of where things are sometimes. So I'm excited to get my truck back and all those things. But, you know, can I ask you a question, lean in a little bit more on that? I don't want this just to to, um, happen without you leaning in by faith. So, quick question is if you were to pray for God to orient your heart and your faith Mm -hmm. towards the surplus of what you already have in the midst of the deficit, of your truck. And I know I'm, I feel embarrassed for saying this, but sometimes these things mean more to us than perhaps they do from an eternal perspective. But how can this physical thing move our hearts? Anything come to your mind? This uh, is off So we're processing in real we're time here. Real um, time. So I, what would you I think for, I think for, 
I'm I'm not sure. Let me let me get there. I think okay. what I would say is there there are some fears and some loss from taking what was in our savings. Yes. Having to spend it on that. And so, you know, that gives us flexibility on things if Paige wants to work less or, mm-hmm. you know, if God did provide an opportunity to adopt, we'd have that excess to be able to cover the adoption fee. So there's fears of will we be able to provide as if future things come up. Got it. So I think it it is an invitation of faith, of trusting that God's going to provide for the future when kind of the buffer is now gone. Yeah. And so I I I think that's what it's going to look like is trusting God to continue to provide down the road. Great. Um, as future things come up. There you go. So okay. a prayer for that would be, God, you have blessed us. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. Yep. You're going to provide. You've provided for this truck right now. Yeah. yeah. You've given us the money in yep. our savings. Yeah. The what ifs. I trust you on that. Yep. I look forward to a day when I look back on this and see your provision. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and that's I know right. we're going a little bit longer, but no, that's good. Um, I remember good. this week I was worried. I had been worried for two years on how, what is the giving in our church going to be like with mm-hmm. COVID, with having to cancel gatherings and in person gatherings. And just uh, yesterday with the elders, I sat down and we looked at 2019 financials, 2020, and then 2021 with December finishing out that, that year. And do you know God has given us more? He's given us more. I worried all that time when if you were to just look at our financial statements, yeah. you would say nothing happened there, or you actually were blessed with more there, mm-hmm. and yet, Joe, you worried the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I was humbled by that, yeah. but I just realized that was an experience there that God provided with me to know he's the one who provides for us. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, groups, I don't know what yours time is going to look like, but I, I really think that this, both questions, but the question about are you living in a deficit or surplus when it comes to the blessing of God, I, I just think it could open some doors. And so I, we, again, like always, we encourage you to lead with vulnerability, and the more vulnerable you are, uh, the the deeper the group is is going to go in and yeah. being sharing. So, And we just modeled that because yeah. none of that was in our script for yeah. this. And so I, I'm honored yeah. that you, number one, would play ball with me as we You and that. I, we, yeah. we can think and on our feet, which is yeah. good. So, yeah. We're, yeah, it's all good. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Joe, can you pray for our groups? Yeah, Heavenly Father, as we go into this time, you know in our hearts what we see and the perspective we hold and the attitudes, behaviors, actions that we do when we're either in the surplus or the deficit of living in the blessing of Jesus in our lives. And I thank you so much that we have so much from Christ. We have more than enough of what we need in our lives. And so help us to draw from that and live on that in the confidence and the certainty of Christ. And Lord, whatever's going to happen in these groups, I pray that as someone shares, we affirm them. I pray that as they take a step in faith, there's no shame or guilt but there's, there's uh, encouragement, there's support, and there's trusting the Lord together, trusting you together. Move that authenticity and vulnerability so that as you form us into Christ, we'll, we can see who Christ is and live in the blessing of who he is and give that to others around us. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So as we look ahead, we've got a couple things to make you aware of. The first is our worship night. So 
It actually got moved. The Chiefs are playing on Sunday, and so with that, the worship night will not be this Sunday on the 31st. It's going to be moved to February 6th, so just to make sure you're aware of that change. And then the other thing is the deeper experience. We have this coming up on February 10th, so mark your calendars from 6 to 9. I'll have Joe, we're going, we went a little bit longer this week, so I'll have Joe explain more about what that's going to look like next week, but it's going to be a three-hour extended teaching time over the Old Testament. Say the calendars. Save the day. With that, groups, thank you for listening to this episode of The Deeper Podcast. Thanks. Hopefully this has been helpful for you, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.